0: Welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. To stay up to date with everything going on, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Embassy Irving.
1: What's up, Embassy City family? I am so grateful that you decided to join us this weekend uh, for service. Now, whether you are here or there, I am grateful that you are allowing Embassy City to be the place where you experience God's presence and you hear a word from God. Now, listen. Uh, I just did nine weeks in a row on marriage, and so I'm taking a break. I will not be preaching for the entire month of May, but do not fret, because I've asked my friends to come and to be a blessing to you. And this weekend, May 2nd, you have the distinct privilege from hearing from my brother, Christian Winters. Christian Winters is an international evangelist, and he is the overseer and leader of Influencers International in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He is my brother that I've known for over a decade, and as a peer, uh, he is one of the few people that when he preaches the Bible, I want to quit. So you are in for a treat. I want you to stand to your feet, Embassy City, Stand up. I want you all to stand up, put your hands together and welcome Christian Winter. Hey
0: everybody. Please sit down real quick. Last time I was here I had a kidney that failed. And I was on dialysis for three years, traveling the country preaching the gospel, sometimes so sick that I couldn't make it back home. And um, I turned 40 last time I was here. I preached on my birthday, matter of fact. and, um, And then I asked God, six months before, that he would give me a kidney for my birthday. And then embassy called, had me here twice in my birthday month and then a week later I had a surgery and got a brand new kidney that's right here. <laughs> and so you were the last people I preached for and then you'll be the first people I preach for after this healing. And I got something to say today. I got something to say today and um, oh God. I don't weep because, um, I weep because of what I have to say today. Like the old man, used to, a spiritual father, he used to preach and he used to say in the middle of his message, I'm going I'm to take my time and hurry up. Bible says I'm sorry i messing up whatever order I know y'all got scriptures this is not an order day (laughs) the Bible says in the book of Acts 19 Paul was doing y'all can read it later (laughs) Paul was out there doing miracles that God gave him the power to do. Miracles are a flirtation device to draw people to God. Church people sit around looking for miracles as if God has to prove something else to us. Paul needed this miracle because he was drawing people at the time. And the Bible says, as he was doing ministry, he walked up and he saw some other young men trying to do ministry. And the famous words of this scripture are Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? People like that. That's always cheap. The power, I believe, in that scripture are the words the young man was using while he was trying his stuff. He said, I do this miracle in the name of Jesus that Paul preached. That's what he said. I I will do this miracle in the name of Jesus that Paul preached. I want to preach today a message called Canceled Culture. The Canceled Culture. These men were named the sons of Sceva. And in this book of Acts, you have a writer whose name was Luke. He's the one recording this history of Acts, and he did some very special things. When he wrote about Acts, um, Luke only spent 16 chapters or, or 16 verses to describe Paul's first 14 years of ministry. 16 verses to describe 14 years. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine sitting down with somebody and giving them 14 years of your life in in the story? This is what happened, and this happened, and that happened. And then when the book comes out that they're writing, they have 16 verses. (laughs) And you just talk to them about 14 years. But then you see Luke use 10 chapters to to talk about um, 10 years. It, It proves to me that the first 14 years of Paul's ministry was only preparation for what he was about to become. So I just even used another character, Jesus. Jesus, I know. Well, Jesus showed up at 12, confound the mind of the wise, and then disappeared for 18 years. We didn't see him again until he was 30. I wondered why this particular demon said to the sons of Scephus, use these two specific characters. Paul I know and Jesus I know, but who are you? Then God spoke to me very, very uh, clearly. He, he, He said, son, the devil knew who Paul and I were because we knew who we were. See, the problem in the the, the, the church universal is that you think the people that stand on this stage have different power than you. You think that I'm going to preach like I feel, like a boy from Philadelphia today. In Dallas, I'm going to preach just like I feel. Huh? We we think that the praise team or the musicians have something different than the congregants. No, no, no. I don't care what title you carry or who people think you are. That that doesn't change anything. Until you are aware of who you are, you don't scare the devil. I, I don't care what platform you're invited to. I don't care how many people in your city know your name or where you've gone or who people think you are. No, no, until Satan is aware of your presence, it doesn't matter oh no, Christian, you, you go through your process to get to know God. That's not true. God, the Bible says God knew you before the foundation of the world. You don't need to get to know God. He knows you, and he's been working on you when you were ignoring him. So the relationship of getting to know God can't be the thing that process does. Process makes you a terror to the terrorizer. That's what process does. But process is not just to get better. Process is to become self-aware. When Paul was converted, the Bible says that he disappeared into the Arabian desert for three years. Not recorded. 14 years of ministry. Not recorded. Jesus from 12 to 30, those 18 years, not recorded. You know why? Because those times are more important than the times you're seen. Say this with me. My time in silence, time in silence. Will, always will always be bigger than my time, my time in focus. Oh, no, no, no. It's your silent years, ladies and gentlemen. It is called isolated captivity when God has you in a place. Not the devil. When God has you in a place to try you. It is when God won't even tell you what he's doing. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. But when God won't even tell you what he's up to, when you're waking up and you don't even feel like you're in the world, I don't know what's going on. You ever drove to work and didn't realize which way you took to get there? You ever been so stressed out you drive home and all you do is realize you're in your driveway? You don't know where you're going. You don't know whether you did work that day or not did work that day. You held a whole phone conversation and don't know what the conversation was about because those are the times in life where you're floating through wondering what God is doing. Let me go deeper sometimes you'll wonder if God is even there. Oh, you want I, this is not for everybody. This is not for people who have a shell around themselves so that people can think you're something. This message is to take the shell off of you and expose the times in your life where you didn't even know if God was still on your side. This is when the woman in in the Song of Solomon, the Bible says that when her, she woke up in the middle of the night and reached for her lover, and he was not there. The Bible says she got up, wrapped herself in a sheet, and ran out in the streets to find her lover. I want to slow down for a minute right there, because a woman is half naked, running out in the streets with a blanket on to find her lover. He must have meant something. you know why? Because she put herself in danger to find him. Oh, come on, come on with me now. Y'all still thinking about the naked woman. I'm talking about what she did. (laughs) For a woman to be naked, to run out in the streets at night in darkness to find her lover, she could not live without him. He did not leave her. He just changed his position to see whether she would change hers. And God, hallelujah, and God did not leave you. He just changed his position to see if you would leave your comfort, wrap yourself, put yourself in danger to be back in a relationship with him. I'm not talking to church people today. Oh God, I didn't get on a plane to talk to church people. I got on a plane to get to people that have lost themselves mimicking the anointing of other people. All I know, Jesus, I know, but who are you? You have not found yourself. You're still acting like somebody else's stuff. Yeah. You're still mimicking your favorite preacher's anointing. You're still mimicking your favorite choir. You still have celebrity preachers on your mind. You're trying to be like, you're still trying to live out somebody else's testimony. The problem with the church is that we don't know who we are, we're trying to be who we think is the best. The church would win the world right now if somebody would tell us there's power in your individuality. We have too many actors in the church and we're forced to act. And two people need to be rebuked here, the people who mimic and the leaders who make you mimic. Oh, I come to Dallas to talk to you today. I come and I rebuke the leaders all over the country that won't preach personal power. That preach to bring more celebrity to themselves and have people trying to be more like them than Jesus. A celebrity culture. Where now you're trying to dress like your favorite person and look like your favorite person and sing like your favorite person and try to have a testimony like your favorite person. Do you know how valuable you are? Do you know how much God put in you? Do you know how much it took for him to bring you through a divorce and molestation and doubt and fear and shame and compromise? Do you know what God did to bring you here? Are you still trying to be somebody else? Oh, we the, the, the cancel culture is a popular thing we talk about now, but that's in the world. I don't preach to the world. I preach to the world so people get saved. But you know who needs these messages? The church. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it's no need to keep on harvesting people when you don't have a safe place to bring them. Oh. Let's win souls. Okay. Well, where are we going to bring them? Into a house full of people with low self-esteem? who aren't aware of themselves so the devil can rip their clothes off too? Imagine Paul, just like you. You convert me, you knock me off a horse, you blind my eyes, you send me to a you do all this in my life, and I think I'm ready now. You ever thought you were ready? Where's my time clock? I'm supposed to have a time clock. Cut me off. For they kick me out of here. Huh? Could you imagine Paul in the desert saying, wait a minute, you just knocked me off my horse, you had somebody heal me, and then you send me into a desert by myself? Could you imagine Jesus' frustration? I know we don't like to look at Jesus as a human, but he was. Could you imagine at 12 years old, you just confounded the minds of the wise, you're walking past sick people you can't heal because it ain't your time. Woo, Hallelujah you walking fast. You know you got the ability to do it, but God has you in isolated captivity. Huh? He won't let you use your stuff because it's not your time yet. Oh, God, hallelujah. Because it's not your time yet. That's why you can't do it. It's not that you're not anointed, it's that you're not processed. You know your gift, you don't know you. The church has taught us to master our gifts, they have not taught us to master our hearts. I don't want you to be like us i don't want you to be like us i don't want you to have to put on a character that says people invite you i don't want you to put on a character because you're a single woman trying to hope that some man might pick you up so you're trying to walk in his image no baby girl you are who god said you are don't mimic something that he needs be what god needs You young single men out there trying to get money and drive this and look like this so you can get this woman, no, no. Slow down and know who you are so when you see her, you can know whether she's you. In this Bible belt, See, after you buried your daughter and your father in four months and preached their funerals, and after you bury your mother five years later and preach her funeral, and after you get a kidney torn out your body, you ain't pretty much scared of much. And I'm not scared of nobody in this city or nobody in this world. You know why? Because after you suffered a while. I'm not saying this to be tough. I'm saying this because I'm on the side of the people. I'm the people's preacher. Because the apostles played you. Because they didn't tell you you were too. They didn't tell you you were too. They didn't tell you how valuable you were. They didn't tell you that you had gifting. They didn't tell you how many gifts don't fit on this pulpit. So you got people. I don't know y'all got cameras and all that. I don't got time to be cute today. I'm preaching like I feel. Huh? You got people people out there that know how to do hair can change. Do you know that, that hairdressers lay more hands on people than preachers ever will But we don't teach the gift of laying. why don't we teach the gift of laying hands to barbers and hairstylists because we convince you that it belongs So we devalue you You're good for your offering not for your gifts We have built thousands of mega churches off people that are ashamed of themselves. Always got you waiting on another blessing. Always got you touching your neighbor and spinning around, doing gymnastics when it's really the heart that needs to be set right. I don't care who you touch. If God don't touch your heart, you will be stripped by the devil and you'll find yourself in the canceled culture. This 52-week rotation that we've been doing? (laughs) Coming to the same altar for the same problems? Mm. Decisions decide. Noah decided to build a boat. After God told him, he didn't have to. He decided he would. Moses had an assignment. He didn't have to. He decided that he would. Uh Abraham decided that he would. What I'm telling you, these people aren't better than you. They just decided that they would. When are you going to decide that you will? When are you going to decide? Not that you can make it. Aren't you tired of making it? Don't invite him back, Tim. He didn't even open his Bible. (laughs) This word have I hid in my heart. Huh? And when you live this, huh? I don't gotta keep on preaching scriptures. Y'all heard them 30 years. You heard it from your grandfather your grandmother. When are we gonna become what we've been reading? Because after a while, after a while, if we don't practice what we've been preaching and teaching, it becomes idolatry. Uh oh. Uh oh. I know I'm gonna get kicked out now. I'm all the way out here, and Well, keep on going. We've even made idols out of Bible characters. Oh, I'm like David, are you? you like David? So you're, so you're telling me, you know, we want to be like David because when he beats Goliath. It, except the part of David when he called a woman from the cliff and then had sex with her and then got her pregnant and then got her husband killed. You still like David? Oh, no, I have the anointing of Moses. You don't have the anointing of anybody. You have your anointing, your testimony, your value, your power, your ability to overcome, your power to endure. You. Somebody just point at yourself and say, Me. There is a cancel culture. It is not political. There is a cancel culture. It is not racial. The cancel culture. Is for Christians that never found their own, but loved mimicking another. That's the cancel culture. The people who couldn't accept themselves. I don't know. This is about for about 20 people. I'm asking this question. Why are you so hard on yourself? Who told you you were naked? See, nobody can tell you anything when you go in the desert for a couple years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When you get to know you, oh, I'm trying to get to know Jesus. The Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now we're going to act like it's Bible study for two minutes. Christ, should I say Christ? Christ in, in. You. you. Christ, Christ. in you you so when we talk about Christ why do we always forget about ourselves oh no you need to get rid of you what Christ in you I don't know how many people in this room, in this room but nobody's alike that means Christ's intention wasn't to rid the world of you and replace you with himself His purpose was to put himself inside of all your craziness so that you can produce something that nobody else understands because nobody else is like you. Everybody out there is, I don't care where you sit, who pats you on the back, who doesn't like you, who didn't recognize you, it doesn't matter. Spend some time getting to know Christ in. You brag on the wrong stuff. You know how long I've been in church? You know what I tell them? You didn't realize you have been stripped 10 years ago? Half these people important in church have been stripped by the devil a long time ago. They just don't know they're naked. Half the celebrity preachers around the country, they've already been stripped. They just don't know they're naked yet. Tim, who is this guy? (laughs) They don't know they're naked. You don't know you're naked when you don't know yourself. You know why you know you got clothes on this morning? Because you put them on. That's how you know. And when you get home, you're going to take them off. huh? That's how you know. But, But when somebody else dressed you, Here we go. Here we go. Remember when David was about to fight Goliath? What did Saul come to do? Yes. Hey, man. Yes, sir. Take my stuff. Yes, sir. He said that won't work for me. Yeah. Right. I'm used to winning big battles with little stuff. Yeah. I'm used to, I'm used to, I, I got to know myself in my daddy's backyard. And, um, And uh, one time a a, a lion came, and um, I did did a little something. And um, one time this bear came, I did a little something. See, sometimes kings, people we see on TV, kings, we we think their armor works for everybody. Sometimes you need to observe people a little longer to see how thin their armor actually is before you try to be like them. So now I read the scripture, and then I'll go home. <laughs> Acts 19. I really did preach, and I'm done preaching. I just really need you to see what I preached. You can't find yourself because you're still mimicking somebody else. You can't find yourself because you're still mimicking your mama. You're still praying your daddy's prayers. You're still praying your old pastor's prayer. Still pulling out old prayer, old evangelist taught you 30 years ago. Would you go in your own wilderness and find a prayer that comes from you? Would you go in the wilderness and find a cry that comes from you? I preach in churches all over the country. Sometimes I go in churches everybody everybody's speaking tongues the same. Sometimes you go in the Pentecostal churches where they're still doing shouting and dancing. Everybody got the same step. Everybody crossed their foot at the same time. And we, look, it's, it's, it's funny and we laugh, but imagine how God feels while all his children are mocking each other. What can God get done in the earth if we all try to look alike? How can we change Texas if we all Are mimicking somebody else's anointing and the reason we do it is because the devil convinced us of shame you ain't good enough I flew here to tell you you are I flew here to tell you that your worst day is what separates you from somebody else because somebody else wouldn't be able to walk in them same boots somebody else hallelujah somebody else Oh, come on y'all somebody else wouldn't have made it through there yes. Yes. Jesus. you can't walk another man's wilderness Jesus. Jesus. Hey, Jesus. you can't walk another man's wilderness Jesus. Jesus. but you can put your head down yes. <clears throat> you can walk your own yes. you can trust God for yourself you can fall down and feel, like what, feel what it feels like for God to pick you back up by his own hand. You don't have to keep on saying, well, if God did it for them, no, no, no. What did God do for you? Where is your living epistle? where's your story where's your story where's your story what have you recorded that you know God has done for you where are are your stones that you put oil on every time the Old Testament they would walk through and every time God did something for them they dropped a stone and put oil on it to remind them of their own testimony so when they got down here and times got rough they didn't have to look and mimic somebody else they looked backwards if God did that for me and 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 that for me that I know he can do this. I don't have to leave my personality to find another's. God is not looking for somebody else. He's looking for you. With all your flaws with all your mistakes and guess what else? He loves you even past all the stuff that other people did to you. This is for somebody. You are not what they did to you. I, that's, not, I don't, that's not for everybody, but if somebody need to hear that, you are not what somebody did to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Jesus. This is for somebody else. You are not the last mistake you made. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You're being processed so that you can get to know you. You'll be in process so you don't have to find a different lie for every different room you're in. When I can be myself wherever I am because that's what God wants. When I submitted to my own desert and told God, just make me me. Ah! Make me me, make me me. Don't make me. I know, I know, I know. I get kicked out for this. We, are Lord, I want to be like you. Lord, I want to be like you. Lord, I want to be like you. Lord is saying, Do you know how much I put in you? You need my spirit, not my personality. You have a personality. You have a personality. You have a personality. Oh God, I've traveled this country when I've seen believers. Just like you, who feel like that seat is the only place that you have with God. That seat in Embassy City and wherever you're watching from on this stream, that seat that you're sitting in right now is not the seat God prepared for you. That's the seat you sit in at church. I'm, I came to help you find where's your seat in the kingdom. Where's your seed the kingdom? Where's your seed the kingdom? What part won't get done as long as you're bound in your fear and your shame? What part won't get done? I know I know. some pastors tell people, oh, God don't need you. That's a lie. You think he brought you this far because he's going to kick you off his planet? No. He brought you this far because there's a part of the work that won't get done until you find your own value. This message was for you, but not at you. This message was for you, but not at you. Well, Christian, who was this message at? It was against all the fraudulent preachers that have made their stage on your back while reminding you how low they are and you thinking your only job is to lift their stage higher. If you had shown the same money in your life that you bought for some fool's book. Huh? Oh, I'm an author. I have a couple books. I'm not talking about people that just wrote books. Books are good. I'm talking about people that write nothing in books and sell them on their name. And you buy them because you're trying to mimic their journey. How much of your resource have you wasted that you could have invested in your own family? It don't happen in this church, but it's happened for many of you. How many many wives have served their pastor more than their husband? We've taught a strange doctrine to be committed to everything but God in you. There's pain all over it. This country, because people have denied their own goodness. Paul, I know. Because Paul got to know himself. Jesus, I know. 18 years he got to know himself. Who are you? And I ain't talking from the devil's perspective. I'm talking from Christian winners. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Oh, Chris, I'm gonna fail you. No, you're not. I'll keep on asking you till you change your answer. Who are you? 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 What do you have? What's your gifting? Huh? How tough are you? Huh? Oh, yeah, your 30 second prayer is awesome. Christian, why are you saying that? Because, you know, in church, we, you preachers get up here and lie and say, I stood before God for 17 hours. And, I heard, uh, uh. and you're like, man, I can't, get five, I can't get five seconds in without not knowing what I'm talking about. And you start, am I lying? Now you're like, you know, I need to get at least a half hour in and You're sitting there looking around. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, Jesus, and uh, the next time... Uh, let me get this half hour in. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't even know what to say. You know why? Because you've been convinced that your 30 seconds ain't good enough. Because somebody deep told you you need my armor. Let me get, it. I gotta go home. No. Somebody deep said you need my armor. You need to be like me. You, 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 hmm. I want to be like them. They really have it. You don't even know they're naked. We don't need more platforms. We need healed heal people. We don't, we don't need more preachers. We need good people. <laughs> good preachers know how to preach good. Good people know how to love good. I pray that this message go from Dallas to all over the country. To let the people of God know their esteem. Their esteem and it being raised is important. If somebody always tell you you're a sinner, you're gonna start living like one.
2: If
0: somebody always tell you you're climbing the rough side of the mountain, you're always gonna feel like you're climbing. There is no rough side of the mountain. You're saved. You have the spirit of Christ himself in you. Hmm? You have a gifting that belongs to you. You have a talent that belongs to you. None of it's been canceled by your mistakes. Be Be forgiven and start living your life. 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 I know you had an abortion. Be forgiven and start living your life. I know you're on your second divorce. Be forgiven and start living your life. Stop counting your problems against you as if God is unaware of them. Um, I won't read this. Y'all read it for homework. after um, those men got stripped (coughs) Paul straightened it out and the Bible says after they saw this everybody started realizing how important Christ was Mm -hmm. and everybody started coming to Jesus not because any miracles were happening because the frauds got canceled The frauds got canceled. The frauds got canceled. The frauds got canceled. There are frauds that will get canceled that are only faking knowledge of Jesus but have not been willing to suffer with him to know what they're saying about him. Submit yourself to your own desert so God, can give you back to you. Everybody standing. I love when my brother Tim says, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? When was the last time you looked at yourself and knew who you were looking at? Christian, I'm nobody. I don't have much. That's what the woman with a little bit of oil said. Somebody say this. It's not a lot. But it's all I need. Hallelujah. (laughs) It's not a lot. It's all I need. <clears throat> Hallelujah. The thank you. Thank you. Thank you, cancel culture. Ah, thank Are the people that submitted to a church mentality, not a God mentality? You want to know what's going on in the world right now? Oh, we can talk about COVID and all that. It's just chaos. It's all chaos. No matter what it is, it's all chaos. And after this chaos, you know what the world's going to need? A whole bunch of self-aware people. Self-aware people. That are ready to tell their testimony at the gas station. That are ready to tell it while they walk in the mall. Because when you've been through a process, You don't need a pulpit. I'll end like this and I'll pray. I want you to always remember these words if you never see me again. Let's worship first. Let's worship first. Can, can we just worship? I talked a lot. If you found yourself in this message where you've lost a lot of you, you lost yourself in relationships, you lost yourself in religion, you've lost yourself. Some of you can't, ain't seen yourself since 15. And you ain't seen yourself since your first marriage. You haven't seen yourself since your parents divorced. Haven't seen yourself since you lost your job. Paul, I know. Paul was not better than you. He he just knew himself. (laughs) Jesus never claimed to be better than you. He just knew himself. But it takes time to know yourself. It takes getting loose from people that are always trying to define you. It's getting free from people that say, you're just like your mama. It's getting free from people saying, you're just like your dad. Or You're getting free from defining yourself by your bank account. You're getting free from defining yourself by whether somebody asked you to marry them yet. Because very soon, I feel it in the room, very soon, you'll be able to walk around happy if you don't have money or happy if you don't have this and because you'll just finally be pleased that you have you back I ain't got a car yet, but I got me. Nope, still single, 40-something years old. Got me. Yeah, I should be half shit. No, you shouldn't have. You should have what you have. You got you. In the studio apartment, if you got you, you can find some happiness. (laughs) During the Great Depression, the richest people were jumping out the windows, not because they didn't have money in the bank, they just didn't have enough. Because their value was in what, what they had in the stocks. You can't keep on coming to church and being suicidal. I break the back of shame. Every eye closed, every head bowed, I break the back of shame. I break the back of shame in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I break the back of shame over your life, what you are ashamed of, what you didn't do right. I break the back over some of you, trying to work hard to get somebody to love you. I bind it, I break it. Try to, I break the chain of you, try to prove yourself to people. Oh God, heal, heal, heal. You don't need another altar call, you need to stand there with God and let him fix you. That did work your heart. Come on, praise team. I know I might be out of order. I'm sorry. I just need a worship song because this place is about to explode with healing and worship. Tears people have been holding on to. Fears people have been holding on to. Pain people have been holding on to. Aren't you tired? You're tired now. You're tired. Sometimes you're just exhausted. It ain't the devil. You're tired. You're tired of chasing what someone else wants you to be. Trying to be a perfect mom, trying to be a perfect wife, trying to be a perfect friend. You're tired from going through other people's wildernesses to prove that you're worthy to them. No, Lord, give me my own. Give me my own wilderness. Ain't that's a weird prayer? Nobody prays for wilderness. I want my own, though. That's a blessing. Your own wilderness is a blessing. Our curse is when you're walking through somebody else's. I am free.
2: Praise the Lord, I'm
0: free. Would you lift your hands up? No over. longer bound. You don't have to work for this.
2: No. Just receive it. My soul is
0: resting.
2: It's just a blessing. Receive it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. I am
0: free. Decide to be free right now. Praise the Lord nobody's responsibility to free no you. it's yours,
2: it's yours. No.
0: Right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Come on, no come on, bound. come on, come on. I'm no longer bound. It's not my right to free you. It's your right to free you. Come I'm on. I'm no longer bound. Come on. No Decide to be free.
2: Bound. Decide to be healed. There's no your time today. Hallelujah Praise the Lord <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah Yes Lord
0: cancel culture Hallelujah. no you know you you know your ups and you know your downs you submit it to your own wilderness
2: Thank you, Jesus.
0: oh I know God I want the devil to know me that's why I'm going through a process so when I wake up in the morning and I put my foot on the floor. The devil says not again. They're gonna mess with me today. Say this with me as I go home. No fear, no, fear. no shame, no, shame. No, compromise. no compromise. Say it again, no fear, no, fear. no, shame. no shame, no compromise. No Missy City, I love you. Thank you for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Church. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Irving. If you would like to support more of what we're doing, You can give online at embassycity.com or text embassycity, all one word, to 77977. We pray you had a great week. Thanks for listening today.